0: Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 39. I'm Joel Payne from Resound Worship. I'm Sam Hargreaves from Engage Worship. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be getting ready for Christmas by dissecting the most classic of classic Christmas carols and thinking about how to do Christmas rewrites and mashups in the workshop. Sam, happy Advent.
1: Thanks, mate. Come on. Oh, let's jumper. see. what do you think? Oh, my goodness. It's a stormtrooper with a Christmas hat. Nothing, <laughs> nothing says... The birth of our Lord Jesus more than a stormtrooper in a Christmas hat on a jumper. I think
0: you're right, actually. I, I thought you'd enjoy so that. There's so many parallels with the Force and
1: uh, yeah. Luke and all that stuff. I think Santa is actually part of the evil empire. So that's that's the parallel. Just don't say it. Don't tell people
0: that. People. Santa's not doing? real Don't don't. Actually I haven't got the speakers on. It's alright. No, it's just fine to say he's not real also. Oh, we have this what do you say to your kids
1: about Santa? Oh Sarah, I mean I, I sort of tried to keep them the mystery going, but she is like brutal. <laughs> yeah. she, she she just she just puts it right out there. Oh well you're dead. You died. Yeah. <laughs> died last year. <laughs> that's a brilliant oh it's a bit it's a bit niche. There was a cartoon and there was a kid saying, Santa, do you think it's Homoeusius or homo Iusius and santa's like what and he's like you're not the real saint nicholas it's a very niche oh, theological joke i understand what does it mean you can cut no, that and keeping it what does it mean book because saint nicholas he was part of the discussions about whether christ was homo Iusius, uh, the spirit was homo Iusius or you know the same you know that okay you can just <laughs> cut this out because i'm just <laughs> no it's brilliant what else have you been up to sam you've been uh, book writing
0: haven't you You've been writing, you can't stop yes. writing
1: books. I know, we're crazy. So we're, well, we are doubly crazy because we're writing a Lent resource and it only struck me once I'd started it that Lent starts ridiculously early next year. So it's like the 14th of February. So we we basically, uh. we're, we're doing, um, it's a bit like the journey pack we did for whole life yeah. worship, but it's obviously for Lent and it's called Worship in the Wilderness. And so it's, uh, an Ash Wednesday service and then six services for Lent uh, with all the kind of creative ideas and um, song suggestions and sermon outlines. And then there's also going to be a devotional book that people can buy to do in the week. Um, so we're very excited about it, but it's quite a big mm-hmm. project and it basically needs to be sent to the printers before wow. Christmas. So. Yeah we're kind of pushing so ourselves that's what you sent
0: going. me a uh, you sent me a proofread do you know i had every intention mm. of sitting and proofreading it on my on the train back from london but i've discovered that yeah. i get travel sick on the train home but not <laughs> on the train on the way there i can proofread anything i can sit and, but on the train that's home hilarious. i can't look at the screen without feeling a bit ill so i have every intention of looking at it um and helping you out that's really exciting uh, anything else been going on in the in the world of, it, of the engager's um,
1: I went to All Souls Langham mm. Place and did three three Sunday evenings in a row. They've relaunched their evening service to be, um, uh, yeah. Uh, they, they're obviously keeping their kind of conservative evangelicalism and their their um, sort of strong Anglicanism, but they want to just push into being a bit more contemporary musically yeah. and finding a bit more flow. So I was kind of helping them with that for a bit, which was which was terrific. And they're they're a great bunch. Uh, and the service, you know, they've 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 really kind of strongly relaunched it, and they've got lots of people going at the moment. So it's a good place to be. Oh,
0: nice! And how are um, plans for Christmas going in the, in your church and stuff? Are you doing anything special?
1: Yeah, so we're doing uh, carol services in our church, and the day before, we're doing uh, carols in the park with our nice. park church lot, and we're sort of working together with a bunch of uh, local churches in the part of our town um to to put that on together so we're really excited about that and we really want that to be a kind of um just come and sing kind of moment so we're working on some uh, brass nice. parts so people can come along and play their brass instruments and and yeah just a really kind of big sing-along for the community so excited nice about that. I, I have a question about it you you know I, yep. either you just did a really Basically,
0: you put a post on Facebook saying, there's been a problem with this post and some people can't see it. Could you like or comment on it if you can? Which was your <laughs> advert for <laughs> Carol's in the Park. And what I wanted to know was, was that just really clever marketing technique just to get make people comment and therefore it spreads across the whole of social media? Or was it genuinely a problem? It, it, it
1: genuinely was a problem. And it's a silly way that Facebook set up their groups in that when you make a group event, um, people can only interact with it in a limited way. They can sort of see it, and they can. Sh- oh, this is very I see. boring. But okay, anyway. well, I thought it was very clever marketing, but it did. It what? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a s- sneaky way, but I can only do that so many <laughs> times I think, before people catch <laughs> on to my. <laughs> oh well, we've been getting um,
0: ready for uh, Christmas in my church. Do you know? I'm doing the. I'm doing the anti-resound. Um, <laughs> Christmas service, <laughs> uh, which is not saying we're not doing a couple of resound songs because we are, um, but we're using backing tracks. We're using in ear monitors. We're using. We decided. We basically decided for this service, we're going to pull out the stops. So I said a couple of weeks ago, "Oh yeah, I'll do a bunch of backing stuff with some synths and a bit of percussion and things." Thinking, "Yeah, I'll whip those up." My goodness, yeah. what a lot of work it seems to be.
1: A lot um, of work. Yeah. So
0: I think maybe I'm slightly overdoing it.
1: Is it going to be kind of? dance music kind no. of raving no, the knave style no. christmas no Bunch, no, no, no. Bunch, 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 that's very
0: good uh no it's not it's just fairly the st- idea is called the contemporary carols we have a traditional carols the following week and we're just trying to make it i suppose just trying to put on a bit of a show make it a bit of a wow thing because i think it is a it's a thing which in a, in our dream world loads of people bring their friends saying you've got to come to this it's so good so we decided this year just to try and make it so good that next year um, you can't top it yeah, yeah everyone brings their friends so that's been quite fun and we are doing yeah we're doing a couple of uh, we'll chat about it later actually but doing a couple of round pieces see the star um, and uh, a little classic called what kind of throne oh and wonderful counsellor in fact we're doing two of those it doesn't
1: go like that what oh, kind of throne is the
0: main you
2: ever listened to it? <laughs>
0: and then we had a great a brilliant trustees meeting last week so as you just recall for listeners um resound and jubilate formed a charity just about a year ago called the song and hymn writers foundation which now oversees all of our work It enables people to support us um but it also kind of furthers our charitable aims in terms of working with um him and songwriters and developing the whole culture of it and Yeah, we were a year in as trustees and I just sort of, this is like my public place, say what a fantastic group they are because we had to bring in a whole new set of people. They couldn't be connected. They couldn't be our writers and so on because uh, they'd have an interest in it and it's all too complicated for being trustees. So we had to bring in new people and they are, it's just wonderful when a group like that begins to gel and begins to take ownership of it all and I'm really beginning to feel supported by them and we've got such an exciting plan for 2018 that I cannot tell you about but I will tell you about it in the January podcast and it's a doozy yeah, it's a doozy I think it's a doozy it's a really, yeah, it's very exciting but we've got to get a few little bits and pieces in place but I think it's really exciting Um, and that's to do with, uh, particularly to do with Jubilate Um, so I'll tell you all about that Let's dissect a classic. Dissect a classic. It's December. Christmas is on its way. And we are going to dissect the most Christmassy of Christmassy classic of classic Christmas carols. Silent Night. Is there... I thought you were going to say what kind uh of throne? Is there a more classic Christmassy Christmas carol than Silent Night? I don't think there is. Here is the thing. I've looked up some stuff about it. But I'm going to leap in first with one of the best facts. It is protected by UNESCO... It is a, it is a wow. world heritage site. Well, it's actually called an intangible <laughs> cultural heritage. So they have a list of cultural wow. things that are protected. I don't know how they protect them. Maybe that's the whole intangible int- thing. Um, but it's so <laughs> classic and and so such a cultural phenomenon. It's actually protected by a world wow. heritage society. Isn't that amazing? So anyway, um, yeah, amazing. Silent Night, um, of course, originally went by the name Stiele Nacht, as you know, at next year will be the 200th anniversary so it was um, it was composed well it was actually the the text was written in 1816 um, by father Joseph Moore and um, Franz Gruber wrote them the tune in 1818 just before Christmas first had its um, its first airing was in a little chapel in Austria uh, on Christmas Eve 1818 um, and there's a sort of a there's an urban myth that goes around saying that the, the mice had eaten their way through the organ or something and they suddenly had to compose something <laughs> for guitar. I don't know if you've heard that. Turns out that's like most of these things, turns out that's it's not actually true. It's actually just that they, they genuinely thought guitar was quite a good instrument and Father Moore thought that would be a good sound for it. So, I mean, isn't that amazing? It's, it's a guitar based yeah. song that's 200 years old. I mean, I don't know how many enduring guitar based songs there can be that are 200 years old. Um so anyway, <laughs> within thirty years or so so what happened was actually a kind of a, a travelling troop of musicians picked up this song and started going around singing it. John Freeman Young at Trinity Church in New York got hold of it and he translated it in eighteen fifty nine. It was originally a six verses in German, it may well still be, I don't know the German version well. He translated it and it's his translation that now gets sung all all the way around the world Translated into three verses it's been translated into 140 languages it has been recorded countless times i get this if that unesco thing wasn't good it is the the th- bing crosby's version is the third highest selling single ever of all time get yeah out. no absolutely any guesses what and oh no, i've written it on the show notes pretend any <laughs> guesses <laughs> what the top two are
1: uh Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. Yes, yeah, that's number two. And What Kind of
0: Swing oh, by Joel Payne. Absolutely, a runaway, a runaway leader. Um, it's Actually, the top one is Bing Crosby, White Christmas, and then Elton John's Candle yeah. in the Wind is second. But third, Bing Crosby's um, Silent Night, recorded in the 1930s. Goodness. Wow. So there you go. It is quite the phenomenon. Um, so we are going to discuss... Um, we're going to try and dissect it as a classic song. But just also to throw in, this is I found this really interesting. Around the similar sort of time to John Freeman Young doing his translation, loads and loads of people were doing translations of it because they'd heard this thing. Oh, it's a great mm. song. We need an English version. And there are so many attempts and they are fascinating and varied. So, for example, yeah. I found one by J.F. Warner from 1849. Silent night, yeah. hallowed night, land and deep, silent sleep. Softly glitters bright Bethlehem star, beckoning Israel's eye from afar where the Saviour is born. Completely different. Um, yeah. Jane Campbell in 1863. Holy night, peaceful night. All is dark, save the light. Yonder where they sweet vigils keep, err the babe who in silent sleep rests in heavenly peace. Brilliant. And then I, I like this one. Uh, Murray Mason, 1884. Silent night, shadowy night, purple dome, starry light, pouring splendour of centuries down, gold and purple, a glorious crown where the manger so rude and wild cradles a sleeping child. It's hard to see why that hasn't caught on (laughs) Purple dome bit, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Silent night, mystical night, kings and seers sought that. There's some good stuff in there. Honestly, just Google it. I found countless versions of Silent Night. But it turns out that the one that we have kept is uh, the translation by John Freeman Young. So, um, Sam, let's think. This is a classic. There's no doubt. do you want to pitch in with one or two ideas about what makes this a classic song.
1: I just think that it paints a picture um, in such a a kind of tangible way, whereas so many other songs kind of give you... Uh, kind of theological points so you know Hark the Herald Angels Sing um, it sort of tells you all these kind of truths about Christmas whereas actually I think what Silent Night does is it tries to sort of invite you into the manger into the into the um, the stable or whatever it was and say you know come on gather round and see what is going on and it sort of it doesn't just tell you well this is what's theologically happening but it kind of has this sense of this is how it feels you know it feels peaceful and silent and holy and calm and bright and, and so i think it it's so evocative it is, yeah. uh in its language i think that's what people love about it really mm. uh I, I one of the things i love about it
0: and that it is essentially it's a three chord classic it's quite an interesting mm-hmm. thing. You basically can just play it with three chords, and and it's so simple. And I, I'm pretty sure that's the kind of the harmonization of the original. It's just chord one, chord one, chord one, chord one, chord five, chord five, chord one, chord one, chord four, chord four, chord, four, chord one, chord four, four. and it's just all this. Yeah. Um, there was a, um, you know the song Moon River that Audrey Hepburn yeah. sings, and it was a song, that's fascinating. Mm. song. it was far more complex harmonically, but melodically, it was one that was written to be really singable. And really easy, basically, Audrey Hepburn wasn't much of a singer. So they had to write this simple thing in 3-4 um, for her to be able to sing. And that's how that song came about, so they could do it in the film. And there's something reminiscent in, in Silent Night. There's, some, there's a certain kind of simplicity to it. The backing is so uncomplicated. Um, it makes it incredibly yeah. accessible. Meanwhile, because of the nature of it, you can actually change chord every, virtually every two or three notes can't you and you can put jazz harmonies in it you can put all kinds of circles of fifths and progressions and and it also works but maybe in some way it's just the most beautiful when it's on the most simple of simple um chord progressions i also think there's something about um what it does it actually has this thing of uh particularly when you take the very basic chord progressions, what it does is it moves between chord 1 and chord 5, so there's kind of the root chord and then the dominant chord, and then um, comes back. And what that does is it kind of does a very stable, quite stable, very stable thing, which is similar to the stuff we've talked about before, where you just kind of hold hold a kind of tension. It's not gone anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Silent night, holy night, son of God, love's pure light. Just not going... And then when it moves into that chord 4, suddenly the whole thing opens up and especially it's so wonderfully satisfying that moment musically because it's built it's you've been waiting for it you've been waiting for it and so just delaying particularly delaying the chord four in a song has a love lovely way of um building a sort of slight sense of brooding and tension which matches the way um the words work
1: yeah i think that's right i think also that the end the sleep in heavenly peace you've got it's has the familiarity because it's repeated mm. um, as, a, as a as a lyric. But it's also the high point, isn't it, musically? Yeah. Sleep
2: in heavenly peace. You've
1: got that lovely kind of um, jump of a third yeah. there. Uh, and th- that's the highest point in the melody. And then it kind of comes home, doesn't it? Sleep yeah. in heavenly peace. And it's just so satisfying to you know, go up high and then just kind of make your way back yeah. down, I think. As a melody, it feels really satisfying yeah, to say. And it has
0: a motif, that a, a rhythmical motif. Da, 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 da. That happens mm. the first line. Da, 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 da. Then da, da. And actually, in the original, in Gruber's original, it had even slightly more of that da, 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 da. It, 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 there were a few sort of leaps or notes that we've smoothed out and don't use so much now. But when you get towards the end uh. as well.
2: Da,
0: da, 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 da.
2: Da, 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 da,
0: da, da. It just keeps on coming back to that. That's a good really great example. I, it was a song I was working on recently where one of the, other, the songwriters commented and said it wasn't the same, but I had a kind of rhythmical motif that kept cropping up. And he said, I feel like this is sort of the heart
1: of the song is this rhythmical motif. It's a classic of nativity plays, isn't it? And the sort of, it, there must be something good about it that, you know, little kids can murder it basically yeah. in, a, in a nativity play. And yet, it still, you know, brings a tear to your eye. But, uh, and I, th- I think that possibly has more to do with the melody than it does the lyrics. Yeah. Um, There's just something about that very kind of um, slow chord changes and a lot of use of th- of the th- of the of the kind of third. I think as well.
2: Silent night. Yeah. That's down sort of yeah. landing
1: on the third of the chords. It's really sweet. And the Stephen Henry
2: peace—that's
1: that's the that's the third as well. So it's kind of always kind of looping it back to the third seems yeah, to give it a sweetness. Right. So
0: um let's say that Joseph and and Franz had brought it along to us We they first writing it. <laughs> what would we have? Oh we're on we're on dodgy territory here. What would we have done? We can bring in um, John Freeman Young as well if you like in his translation. Anything, Sam, that you think what would improve it? Oh, I'm scared. Don't ruin it. Don't
1: ruin it. I mean, I know what I'd have said, well, but I think I'd have been wrong. Yeah. It's the first verse, isn't it, really? I think theologically that I, I think is is the problem. Um, and it's that, you know, I said that there's a sort of, a, there's almost an imagination been used here in kind of drawing you into the scene and imagining what would it have been like to kind of gather around the manger. Yeah. Um, but because of doing that, you then make assumptions about, well, what would the baby of Jesus been like? And it's not quite... You know, little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. But it's that it's that idea of the holy infant so tender and mild. Mm. Um, It's it's all calm and all bright. And actually, you know, I think a lot of people quite quick to say, well, he was probably crying and puking and you know all the things that kids do. Um, So I think that's the danger with it is that it it kind of puts a a lovely kind of soft focus sepia thing around the whole event, um, as if his holiness is related to him being kind of quiet and yeah peaceful um, cuz actually the second verse in the in the in the classic translation you know talks about the shepherds and the heavenly host that's that's great yeah. um i suppose the radiant beams from thy holy face we're not i mean is does that suggest that there's a sort of well it's sort of light's coming if, out if of his you face, draw in sure. if you
0: bring in that 2 corinthians stuff about you know, in the face of Christ, we've seen the glory of God. Maybe, maybe he's got that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, But but in a sense, there's something, um, of course, that's metaphorical, isn't it? In the, uh, in the face of, well, sort of metaphorical. Yeah. He is the face I of sp- God sp- for us at that, at that point. But I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's not like physically you're actually expecting to see light shining, but, but that's
1: the picture it paints. No. Yeah. And, and when you look at, you know, literal paintings from from those times often jesus you know literally his face is shining i suppose it's trying to get across maybe even something of of john one of him being the light of the world and and that sort of thing but um yeah i I don't think that's so so troubling but i think verse one does have that sense of oh this is all too too perfect and too beautiful and i guess at least nowadays we're, we're probably trying to say hang on a minute let's be a little bit more yeah. realistic and and let's think about christ's humanity as well because if he's fully human it would suggest that he probably you know wasn't um an untroubling baby let's yeah. say <laughs> i
0: mean the, the, the two things i'd pick out lyrically are, are actually just to do with the the prosody of it which is the so in verse two, glory stream from heaven. afar. I mean, I love verse two, Silent like Holy Night, Shepherd's Quake at mm. the site. I think that's a really wonderful, yeah, that's great. Um, glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosting, Alleluia. You would never get
2: that, <laughs> and, but, and, and yet,
0: and it's funny because it? there's no need, it could be glory stream from heaven afar, um, Alleluia's ring from a star. It's not right, but you know, you, you that, that's an example of something where we're so used to it, it seems normal, but actually rhyming with alleluia is about the worst bit of yeah. alleluia you could choose to rhyme with and radiant beams from thy holy face <laughs> no one actually knows how to sing radiant beams from thy holy face is it radiant no, that's beams from thy ho- radiant beams from thy holy face radiant beams from thy holy face mm. um, <laughs> so th- there's one two bits like that. and the other thing this is interesting one of the things and it is actually one of the things that gives the song its character is something that if they had brought it to me, I would have said, Oh, you don't want to do that Which is the oh, Christ the Saviour is born. I'd have said, What's that what's that big leap in born for? It just said, Christ, the Saviour <laughs> is born, Christ, the Saviour is born. Because um, it's such an odd thing to do musically. And yet because now it's so familiar, it's the bit which um drunken revellers latch onto, you know, you get to the Whoa! Yeah. They do the big slide. Yeah. Um so yeah. what is the lesson there? The lesson is if your song is going to go on to become an all-time world heritage classic, do what you like. Because <laughs> 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 so we'll all know it and we'll all sing it.
2: classic.
0: Well, having thought about a classic Christmas carol, we're now going to think about, about writing for Christmas. Now, we did, we actually covered this in our first ever podcast way back in 2007. And we thought, do- Specifically about writing Christmas songs. This time we're going to think slightly differently, and we're going to think, in a sense, more short term. And that's why we're doing it very close to Christmas. And you know, maybe there's time for you to do something with this. But if you're listening to the podcast out of order, which I know lots of people do, then um, then this could be relevant uh, at just the right time for you. And that is, we're going to think about Christmas mashups and rewrites. And this is essentially mm. writing something for a Christmas service, um, fairly. Uh, yeah, short notes, I mean, you could do it well in advance, but it's something you just kind of, it's going to be for that moment. Um, what might you do with it? And what we've done is um, categorised this into quite a few um, different categories which we'll work our way through. And it sort of comes, it partly comes from, I was saying, Sam, we're doing this um, contemporary Christmas service. and uh, This is one of the things hmm. that we've we sort of, we're majoring on this time is doing quite a few mashups just kind of singing a Christmas carol going into a chorus of this whether it's the original or a slightly varied one back into the carol and so on Just give it all this kind of contemporary feel particularly some of the upbeat stuff um, really got me thinking about actually how, how many possibilities there are if you're going to do rewrites of familiar things or um, mashups of stuff. Um, in order to make it all work really well, so I thought we could have, um, I thought we could have a look at some ideas. So the first option is you could take really well-known Christmas tunes and write some new words for them. And Sam, I think you've got a few examples of that.
1: Yes, um, I quite often do a couple of songs by Michael Perry, uh, the late Michael Perry. He wrote with uh, Jubilate, and one of the things they did when they were putting together, I think it was Carols for Choirs, which is great. Um, couple, no, sorry. What was it uh,
0: carol praise carol yeah.
1: praise yes thank you carol praise um the the original and the and the newer uh, edition was they thought there are christmas tunes that are absolutely embedded in our brains like deck the halls with bells of holly or <laughs> i saw three ships come sailing by but actually when you sort of look at the lyrics you think well we can't really mm. sing that you know to god as part of a worship service um so uh, michael perry wrote one to Deck the Halls called Come and Hear the Joyful yeah. Singing, um, which is uh, which is really good. And it's good fun, actually. We've done it with a little chamber choir because if you can do it in four-part harmony, you can really kind of get a really sort of Christmassy feeling uh, mm. to it. Um, so that's definitely worth checking out. And then the other one is I Saw Three Ships, uh, which he did um, a, a lyric called uh, When Christ from Heaven to Earth Came Down on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day, and... Uh, and that is, again, really good. I often use that on Christmas morning um, and nobody has necessarily heard it before who comes along, but everybody knows I Saw Three Ships. And it's, yeah. again, quite a, quite a fun, folky, upbeat tune. And it literally talks about on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. So immediately everyone can jump in and be part of it. But the lyrics actually talk about, you know, the coming yeah. of Jesus rather than random ships and whatever that nice. is about. So a- another option is that you take uh, what's essentially
0: a, kind of a classic one, but you re it, rearrange it quite considerably, so it's sound, in mm. order to give it more contemporary sound, something like that. So you're doing you're doing some of the work of a songwriter, but you're keeping the tune and you're keeping the words, but you're changing around what, what sits underneath it. Um, Sam, didn't you, haven't you done something cool with... Uh, what was it? Hark the Herald or something? No,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, you've got a really good version of Hark the Herald um, that you that you've put on the Resound site, and that's kind of slightly bluegrass yeah. isn't it and sort of uh, and i really like that i also got i think i got it off a recording by somebody like rebecca st james and i sort of re i redid it um with my own version it's, it ended up sounding this is from a few years ago it ended up sounding quite cold hmm. it's got a bit of that sort of uh so yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. clocks um but my, my version just went, Hark
2: the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph of the skies With the angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark! The herald angels sing. Hark! The herald angels sing. Hark! The herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King.
1: And you can you can kind of rock that up with a kind of. Yeah, it, it, it sort of sounds very Coldplay yeah. now. Maybe a few years. No, sound wise cool. But um, and I, I guess what we haven't really said at this point is that you know there are times and places to yeah, do this sort yeah. of thing. Um, there are some situations where you will get absolutely lynched yeah. for kind of messing with a with a carol that is so well loved. And part of this season is giving people what they want. I think at times. It's all about um, us. <laughs> yeah exactly you know but there's yeah. th- there, I- there is something about you know yes we want the words to be right and yes we want you know to do the the music in a way that we feel fits the words yeah. or whatever but at the same time there is also something about heart and memory community you know, so as well it's in, about community Yeah, it, one I of the things so.
0: expresses yeah. community is that our heart songs and Christmas carols yeah. are some of our heart songs and it's not wrong to express community when we gather together and the opportunity to gather that broader community in our church family I think is, re- is really good Yeah, you're absolutely right The pe- people yeah. don't we don't sing carols basically we don't sing carols because they've got amazing words we by and large we sing them because they've got pretty good tunes but mainly we sing them because they stir something within us that that expresses our our memory and our sense of identity and all, all kinds of things like that so you yeah if you're in a situation where that's essentially an opportunity to gather you know say come to our church we'll sing some carols and then you mess them all up you've kind of defeated the you know you, you yeah it's yeah, a bit exactly I can see that yeah. but at the same time um, there are other contexts where you think okay th- this is the, the thing where this is the service where we are setting out to do that kind of thing or we're going to sing something that's more like a Christmas carol but within the service two weeks before Christmas where it's not a, a, a carol service or anything like that we're going to we're trying to put it into more of a, a worship context my kind of caution on that kind of thing is just to be be careful of just introducing one tiny difference you know a, a mm. kind of where you like i was listening to a verse the other day which is halfway through how the hell just put an extra bar in before the second bit and you think
1: because right. you've only
0: got three verses so the first time it's going to catch everyone out the second time it'll catch half the people out the third time well fine <laughs> you've, you'll get it right but that's it that's the end and you won't do it you know and you've got to be careful or yeah. just changing one line of the melody um yeah it's got to be uh, either got to sing it a lot if you're going to do that or just you know change it properly. Um so another way you can do it is to take a bit of a carol and either turn it into a refrain or or use it as a building block to to build another song maybe something simple. A really classic one is the um is from a come all come all ye
2: faithful oh come let us
0: So on and with for He alone is worthy, we'll give Him all the glory. It's taken a, a tiny section which is very familiar
1: and Christmassy, but points it completely towards worship, and and that kind of thing can work very well. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the key with that sort of thing, isn't it? It's trying to draw out, for want of a better word, the worshipful, the sort of adoration part of it. Uh, I've done a similar thing with um, it's that great Advent hymn O Come, o Come Emmanuel, which has got a lot of words that no one fully understands. Uh, But I've taken a little bit and turned it into a more of an intercession thing.
2: So my version goes, um, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel.
1: And you repeat that. And then I would sometimes get people to think about situations where um, Emmanuel means God with us and say, well, where? Where do you need God to be with people in a situation on the news or in your family or in your community and sort of sing this out Mm. as a prayer? And then I've changed the the refrain bit to go. Rejoice,
2: rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to you, oh broken, hurting world.
1: So kind of, rather than come to you, Israel, it's come to you, broken, hurting world. Um, and so, again, I, I've used that all the way through the year. But actually, in Advent, it, it becomes particularly relevant, yeah. I think. And to then, you know, what you're doing in there is rather than necessarily just thinking about the past, you're singing into the present and you're saying, God, come and, you know, do this in our present today.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, let's see. Another option is that you take... Um, a classic um, version uh, sorry, another option is you take a, a classic carol but you kind of update the words but beyond just well I suppose that one of them is Jubilate have done this I and mean, we talk about these don't we the kind of updated, modern, slightly modernised hymn words taking out some of the, uh, the archaisms mm. um, but sometimes more than that actually completely kind of resetting the thought of it so one which has been done I've seen lots of versions of this at various times people have rewritten Oh, little town of Bethlehem, because there's always this, you know, certainly in the last um, well, 40, 50 years now, but um, in the news and so Bethlehem is a is a symbol of struggle mm. and. Um, and uh, it, it's not a place where you say, how still we see the lie. Mm. So i actually taken something like that and actually said it in a much more contemporary context. And I can I try looking look it up, try to find the one or two of the versions that I've seen. I think they must have been in books and things, but they are out there. And some of you will be listening, thinking, yeah, I know that one.
1: There's uh, a, a West Bank town. Ah, there him, we go. Yeah. Which I think is by uh, Martin Lickerbush. Uh, let's have a look. Let me just double check. Yes, it is a West Bank town of Bethlehem, uh, which I think he just wrote as a as a uh, a hymn, uh, a poem yeah. to begin with. But I've certainly I've heard people do it in a sort of um, in a in a sort of prayerful way. And yeah, if you if you just Google "O West Bank Town of Bethlehem," you'll find Martin's lyrics on uh, Kevin Mayhew's website.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, there you go. So that, that's an example, and that can be quite. Again, it's one of those things where. You've got to choose how you do it. I mean, you kind of got to present it as that.
1: Mm. I
0: think if you just start to play a little tone of breath in hand with the brass band and the orchestra, and then this these words come out, everyone's gonna, oh, what have you done? We're not to sing that. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, it's kind of that. that isn't the point of doing this song is not to do mm. completely different words. But if you say now we're gonna do something which is gonna focus us on issues, and we're gonna use the, uh, we're gonna use a well known, it's a twist on a well known thing. I think you'll find it really challenging and engaging. Um, then great, that, and that's a different way of doing it. But it's just understanding what you're doing it for, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the option number five in our section is that you take a traditional carol and you just kind of pep it up by writing a new chorus. Um, and I think this is a kind of a often this is an in the moment thing. You would often say with these things they are classics. They're written by great composers they're so familiar does it really need a chorus and probably doesn't need an enduring chorus but if you can write something which you can grab hold of pretty quickly um and just kind of explode into as an exhale um that can be quite strong so um sam i think you were thinking about the chris tomlin um joy to the world he did one didn't he
1: yeah i mean he's he's the classic at this isn't he after doing um his amazing grace and i think he's sort of hit on this as a as a particularly rich theme to kind of take a classic hymn or Carol. It's and...
0: also, if I may say, um, a way to, to
1: get a load of free money from CCLI. I wouldn't possibly say that. No, I don't I'm think, sure you, think you should not, do it. But, I'm sure but, that's not his, well, his motivation. No, it's
0: not here. But because people, do, people don't people do always pay a great deal of attention when they're filling in their CCLI returns. So if you do <laughs> a, cor- a version of Silent Night or something with a chorus, people will tick it who have just sung Silent Night
1: and you'll get paid. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't seem good, it's not good ladies and gentlemen, don't do it, (laughs) carry on Uh, but yeah, so he's got a version of Joy to the World Uh, so
2: repeat, repeat the sounding joy and the chorus goes joy unspeakable joy unspeakably high overflowing well no tongue can tell it's really high joy unspeakable joy rises in my soul never lets me go so there
1: you go it's a a really good tune and it does it does that thing that you want of the sort of exhale of having said a lot of stuff now i'm expressing kind of how i feel about this and then um
0: Ben Cantillon, Nick Herbert, did a, a thing. I think it was a charity single or something like that. I can't quite remember the context, but they put a, a chorus onto Silent Night. Again, we've talked about just what a sort of perfect little song Silent Night is. And you think, does it need a chorus? Um, and again, it probably won't endure. I, I'd be surprised. But it's a nice chorus they've written. And it does just give it that little bit of lift that somehow sometimes you want to, you want to explode into. So that's, a, that's something you could definitely do. Another approach is to take a well-known chorus or part of a, a well-known worship song and slip that in to a carol. So when you then sing it in your service, you perhaps got more contemporary feel to what you're doing, you segue into something that you recognise and it helps kind of make that link between your general worship and your kind of specifically Christmas-focused ones. I think Paul M- Belosh seems to be the master of this. Um, a couple We're actually going to do them in our contemporary carol service this time. One is Hark the Herald, where he goes... Um, do 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 do
2: do 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 King of Heaven, come now, King of Heaven, come now. Let your glory reign, shine like the
0: day. King of Heaven, etc. Which is a chorus, King of Heaven, come down. Actually, strange enough, I don't know the song. Um. But it's such an immediate chorus. It's a brilliant segue. And the other one into something which we we know well is from Angels Angels from the Realms, which um, actually in America has a similar but not the same tune um, into the chorus from Praise Is Rising or Hosanna. So he goes, um, and he's actually just changed the words a bit here. It's brilliant. So you, you get to you think, hey, I know this, and it's a it's good and anthemic. So you go, oh, worship,
2: worship Christ anew. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, you are the God who us
0: There you go. And then the final category is that stops short of actually writing a song is to rewrite some words of what you might call a normal worship song um, and give it a slightly more Christmassy theme. So uh, a good example of this recently, I think there's a Bel- Paul Beloche Graham Kendrick song,
2: which is What Can I Do But Thank You what can I
0: And the, the first verse talks about see the beauty of a sunset when I consider your artistry in the skies and so on. And and a few years ago for one of his Christmas albums, um, Belosch, had a little go and just rewrote the verses. So it goes from the
2: high and lowly.
0: I can't say it's high and holy. From the high and holy to
2: a an manger lowly the greatest mystery the world has ever known how you left your majesty to embrace humanity
0: and then it just basically picks up how the rest of the song goes uh pretty simple because mm. if your congregation knows it they know the tune and they know the sentiment and the mood of the song and then you're just bringing in some new words to reflect over. and then often you just go into the chorus and sing it um sing it as you'd expect
1: yeah that's a good idea so
0: we, we thought we might have a little go um at a resound song
1: or two didn't we yeah well i haven't played you this yet so, so I'm interested to see what you think. interested a,
0: a christmas rewrite of something what's it gonna be
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's um, listen to <gasps> the words of the risen Christ. Yeah. Cool. Because I thought that whole peace yeah. be with you idea uh, actually fits really well with Christmas as well, doesn't it? And the angels keep I'm saying, I'm intrigued by the- we're gonna like it. We're going to release I haven't even heard it yet. We're going to release it. <laughs> so it goes like this uh, listen to the
2: words of the angel choir. Peace be with you. Shepherd saw the glory shining like fire Peace be with you a good news of a saviour born to a soul peace be with you go and find your God in a cattle stall. Peace be with you. Let the joy of God now fill us. May we spread your peace around us. Christ the Lord has come among us. We sing out our praise to Jesus. Yeah, I like
0: it. Oh, I, I've go. got a tear. My webcam's broken, so some can't see the tears that are flooding down my face. Um, that's really lovely.
1: Just, oh. Beautiful.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It was a bit of a quick job, that's so really it could do nice. with a bit oh, of, you know, it's work. Fun. But that's
0: lovely. And you're right, it does and you kind of just said this peace be with you thing that fits i'll just fit some other words around it um and obviously because you sing that in your church every week so they they do it well that's really not oh mine's obviously big, yes. embarrassed now mine's, so i've yeah. taken um because the other thing is that i realized that we've got a few <laughs> songs now which start with come and that's a very um christmas It come see come and worship come you thankful people all of them have a sort of yeah, that could be a Christmas song. Because there's something about Christmas which is kind of draw you to the infant Christ, isn't there, in that kind of moment. Um, and Chris Juby's, um song from last year did, uh, which went... If I can find it. Um, come and worship Christ the King, come. And it has Christ as Saviour, King of glory and of grace. Another one that's quite high when I mean, you're not pumping out the anthem maybe i'll take it down a, a tone just to make it easier for me so i've, I've had a little go here we go it goes like this come and worship christ the king come and bow before christ the everlasting god now in humble form heaven's glory in his face 2 corinthians 5 love incarnate in our world through a virgin birth
2: <laughs> God is with us. In the child, bring peace to earth. Angels shouting out his praise. Hallelujah. Songs of glory fill the skies. God is.
0: Etc. So yeah, it's kind of a sort of a Rocky praise anthem. Put some Christmas words, hey. If I if I had time, I think I would go through the entire resound catalog.
1: I think that's really (laughs) cool. I think it's got. Yeah,
0: come you thankful, people. Come, (laughs) come, thankful people, come.
1: I quite like the idea of doing doing "Come You Thankful" come as a Christmas song.
0: Yeah, bring your presents, bring your gifts, give
1: them all to me. Gather round the tree. <laughs> we, um, me and the kids were, were messing around with, I don't know if you know that Ramones song that starts, Hey, ho, let's go. So we were playing with that, but also went, ho, ho rudolph's nose and then we wrote like this whole else out. alternative version in. of blitzkrieg Bob, which i think is at the heart of what you're trying to get at in this podcast well Joel.
0: all that remains for us now is to um remind you to do get in touch <laughs> let's know your favorite mashups and rewrites and your own version have a go have a go at your own version of a uh, sam hargreaves song whatever you want to do we'd love to hear it we might read one or two out in the next podcast podcast at resoundworship.org um twitter at Resound Worship, facebook.com slash resoundworship.org or, you know, the other various ways that you you get in touch with us. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We should finish with a featured song for the end of the year for um, December for Christmas. Sam, what should we listen to?
1: Oh, gosh. Now you're asking.
0: I've picked one. I've picked one. I'm feeling upbeat. Let's do We Worship a Wonderful Saviour. Yeah,
1: good one.
2: Yeah. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah.
0: Uh, happy Christmas everyone
2: bye we worship a wonderful saviour he's the First the Creator who entered creation is the miracle child of a virgin. Birth.